Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers who deposit $5 or more can get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 back in a bonus bet. You guys know that... My other sport is the NBA, and there is no better sport to gamble on. Football's fun, college basketball's fun, but the NBA is great. You've got some high-scoring games, some great prop bets to make. You can do it all on DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code MANIX. New customers can get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 if your first bet loses. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code MANIX. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, one no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus Bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash promos for deposit, wagering, and eligibility restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is Boxing with Chris Mannix. Oh, somebody punch him in the face. Anthony Joshua is a composed and ferocious finisher. Watch this. Andy Ruiz is the heavyweight champion. Hosted by SI's Chris Mannix. That was my moment. Now with interviews, analysis, and everything going on in the world of boxing. When you have talent, you are given another chance. Here's Chris Mannix. This is Boxing with Chris Mannix, part of the Volume Sports Podcast Network. I want to welcome everyone listening on the podcast feed. If you are not a subscriber, get over there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you download podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. So you get this show and all the shows we do in your feed every single week. So we have a good one today. Paul Spatafora 
is a name most boxing fans are familiar with. He is a former lightweight world champion who made a name for himself in the late 1990s, early 2000s, fought mostly out of Pittsburgh, but appeared on ESPN, on HBO, and was considered a rising star for a number of years. He also lived a life that was demonized by problems with drugs and alcohol, problems that led to serious issues outside the ring and were a big reason why his career never lived up to expectations. He is the subject of a new book called Fighting Till the End, which chronicles what was really an outrageous and deeply troubled life. Paul joined me, and he opened up about everything. The drinking, the drug use, the near-tragic incident where he shot his now wife. We get into all of it, so stick around for that. Really interesting conversation with Paul Spatafora. Uh, Before we get there, a couple housekeeping notes. One, we will have a second episode this week. I'm headed down to Orlando for the DAZN show headlined by Edgar Berlanga and Patrick McCrory. Big event for Edgar Berlanga. Big opportunity for Edgar Berlanga, who really needs to look good in this fight. I'll talk to some people while I'm down there. Try to catch Eddie Hearn. Try to catch Edgar Berlanga. All else fails. We'll catch Sergio <laughs> down there. So there will be a second episode later on in the week. Last thing. We have been talking here at the show about doing a live show at some point in the next couple of months. There is a huge event on April 20th. Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, that's a DAZN fight. Uh, probably in Las Vegas, though no official location has been announced yet. I want to gauge the interest of the podcast audience in going to a live show. Are you interested in seeing me and Sergio and a handful of other boxing guests sit up there and talk boxing for an hour, hour and a half, whatever it may be? If you are, fire off some feedback in the comments on Apple Podcasts, on any of my social media channels. Love to get some feedback from the pod audience about a live show in the next couple of months. You guys know I love this audience. You are everywhere. I ran into a podcast listener in Memphis when I was on the road this week. You are terrific. I love talking boxing with you. I would love to do a live show if there is interest in people showing up for a live show. So let me know about uh, your interest in being a part of that. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Paul Spatafora. Okay, so my most frustrating ticket buying experiences often involved looking for tickets to see the late Tom Petty. Uh, For many years, I was one of those people that whenever Tom Petty was playing live within 100 miles of me, I would want to go and see him play. I'd want to hop in the car, train, plane, whatever, to go see Tom Petty play. Because I was not alone in that feeling, Uh, tickets were often hard to come by. And you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And I've got the Game Time app open in my hand right now, and I'm going to be all over the place over the next few months, traveling East Coast, West Coast, NBA All-Star Weekend in Indiana, and I'm always looking for something to do in those places, looking for last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, Game Time 
it's got a little bit of everything. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Views from all seats in the venue, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all the good things that you need when you're trying to buy tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code MANIX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code MANIX, M-A-N-N-I-X, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Now, I'm supposed to talk here about what I remember and what I loved about my first car. And that's easy for me to do because I still have my first car. And as long as it keeps running, and so far so good, I intend to have that car probably until the day I die. Uh, That's how much I love that car. It is like a child to me. Now, it does require some upkeep, and that's why I'm grateful for a place like eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, joining me now on the podcast is Paul Spatafora, the former lightweight world champion. He's the subject of a new book called Fighting Till the End. It's a book written by Chris Carnati, available on Amazon and is in bookstores right now. And uh, Paul, I guess my first question for you is, this is not an 
autobiography. This is a book written by somebody else. When you first read the book, what was your reaction to it? I mean, it brought back a lot of um, memories and stuff. And and the reason why I did it, I just wanted uh, people that don't know me or anything like that and understand what I was going through and what I went through. And, and, and to be honest, I feel like it's almost an amazing story for me to be make it to where I made it as a fighter from coming from what I came from. You know what I'm saying? And I want my kids to understand. Let them, I want them to see it. And I want them to, you know what I mean? Get to know me before they were even was born. So I just just wanted to get it out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, when, when this book first popped on my radar, it brought back some memories for me because I started covering boxing at Sports Illustrated back around 2008 when you were trying to bounce back and get back yeah. into the world title picture. And I remember reading the old stories about you that we did in the 1990s, the Pittsburgh kid, you know, kind of the fourth franchise in that Pittsburgh area. When you were being interviewed for this book and you were reliving a lot of the things that you went through, what was the most difficult part of it to kind of relive? The most difficult part for me was, listen, I had to, I li- I had to live with a pedophile. I lived with a pedophile for damn near two years until I met PK. Like, I had nowhere to go. Like, I was living on any porches. I had nowhere to go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was just a rough time. My mom was having a rough time in her life. And, you know, my brother, my brother was doing his thing, doing concrete and stuff. So I was like, basically, but when I met boxing and I met PK, it just like ch- everything changed and gave me something. To, like, you know, whenever you have a, I never had no father. So I, so he was like my father figure, you know what I mean? And it, it was every, and, and it was like, I, I couldn't wait to go to the gym. Like I, like I, I didn't do well in school, you know what I'm saying? So I would get up in the morning. I'd do my road work. I would try to get up and make it to the first class, but I, nine times out of ten, I missed all the classes. You know what I mean? Just because I run. Because I see that's the thing. Like when I when I was coming up, people don't understand. I was when I was fourteen, fifteen years old. I was I was I was fighting all the time, and I was sparring the pros and every everybody that was anybody as a, in Pittsburgh that was a pro fighter. I would I was I would get all um sparring with them. Because PK's gym was pretty good, nice back there. And, I, and it was Pittsburgh, you know what I mean? I'm not saying it's like out here, but I'm just saying it was a lot of work back there for me. And it got me better. It didn't, to me, when I and when I turned pro, like it didn't matter who I fought because I was in the gym working on my craft. So when I did fight whoever they thought they could fight, I know what I could fight. I know I could fight. I'm re- I was really like that as a fighter, you know what I'm saying? So it it, it just like brought back a lot of memories and stuff, you know. And I've been done. I've been I'm I'm, I'm I've been done um boxing and stuff like that. And now I'm finally getting back. I finally got myself together. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm together right now. Like I'm clean. I'm living good. I, you know, I'm married and I, I have a family. I'm I'm I. It's like something that I never had. You know what I mean? And and I'm just like I'm like, I'm excited for what I'm going to do for boxing in the future. Like even just by, and my YouTube channel, like just by my girl, cause I don't know how to, I don't even know how to get on this computer. I don't, I'm illiterate when it comes to stuff like this. I'm just telling I'm being honest. I'm not a good, I'm not a handyman. All I do is box. But listen, I was telling my girl, 
and this is no this is no cap. I'm being all the way really since she started my YouTube channel. I got a couple guys come, come that are that are coming in that that want to come in. I'm talking about guys that won the nationals. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about people that are that people reached out like my friend Bobby. You know Bobby Chez. And and yeah, and, and I'm gonna go meet up with them and talk to them and stuff. So it's opening doors for me that 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 I would have never had if I would have never started. To, even if I would have never put this book out there, if I would have never you know got myself together, you know what I'm saying? It's just everything's opening up, and I'm excited what's going to happen in the future. My gym right now, I'm here. I'm in here doing this right here. My gym's right now is people are in there working. So you know what I mean? It, it makes me feel happy. Very early in the book, you dropped the bomb that you voluntarily moved in with a child molester, with yeah. a pedophile. Explain that. Well, this is how it worked out. Listen, I had nowhere to go, nowhere, nowhere to go. Like came home from my, I came home from school. I had a padlock on the door. You know what I mean? I kind of knew that this guy. He listen. He, no one talk. I'm just gonna keep it real with you. No, I never been touched like that. But I'm gonna keep it real with you. I was at the school I was going to. He was he was always um with the kids and always always paying attention to the kids. And he took a liking into me. And you got to remember, I I used to play football and stuff like that. You know, I was a little kid. You know what I'm saying? But it's the only way I could get. I, it's the only way I would be able to get spikes. Only way I would be able to get a face mask. The only way I would get, you know, once I got introduced to PK, and then it, then then I was able to go on my own and do my own thing because PK basically adopted me. Be basically, you know what I mean? If I wasn't at the gym, my rent wasn't getting paid. I was I was on my own when I was young, sixteen years old. You understand what I'm saying? So it was like, you know what I'm talking about? My my decision for me to do that, I don't think I had another decision. I don't think I. I mean, any other decision was life. And, could be life in jail because the people that I'm where I, what my neighborhood, most of my friends are doing life. Most of my friends got 10, 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I just didn't want to be that person. You know what I'm saying? So I had to do what I had to do to get what I had to get, and that's what happened. So you're coming up in the early 1990s you know coming up the the amateur ranks you're you're a very skilled guy and at some point along the way you get involved in an incident where you get shot um yeah. explain what happened there and how that impacted your career well what well, well i went I, I was at a party with a friend of mine right it was in the in the in the in the crazy thing is is listen to this so I was sparring with Eric Podolak. He was he was getting ready to fight um, Hector Camacho. I was I was at the time at the time I was I mean I'm, I Eric's my friend, but I was, I was it was murder. You know what I'm saying? I, I was I was 16 years old doing doing. I won the most outstanding boxer. I beat Eric Green was ranked number one in the country as a as a uh, jo. I beat I I went ran through uh, Williamsport, ran through Pittsburgh, and I was going to the Nationals. I don't know if it said this in a book. But the day before I was leaving, I got mad at my trainer because he, my trainer told me, PK, he's like, I'm not going, I'm not going to be, be able to go to the Nationals with you because Eric's fighting Camacho. I got to be at the show. Meanwhile, I'm thinking he wasn't going to be, I, 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 I just, 
I didn't want to get on a plane without him. I didn't want to go without him. So I went to a party. I, I was went to the party. You're not going to go to the I was like, no, Mom, this ain't going to go. I, listen to this. Listen to this. I went to that party. Uh, my friend wanted to take this girl home. We was kids. Why run? I have no idea, but we did. You know what I'm saying? We went running. We ran from them. And that's where they came. They broke, come up to the car, and, and that's what happened. They shot me. You know what I mean? I mean, I there was no criminal. There was no no one did no criminal thing. It was what they did. That was what they did. You know what I mean? But um, and that's what happened. And how it it changed my life tremendously. I mean, in in a crazy way because that was the hardest time in my life ever. When I never I thought because they told me I was never going to fight again. If I don't never fight, I'm never. I'm probably not going to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm just keeping it real with you. Boxing wasn't in my life. I probably wasn't going to be here, like here as a human. You know what I mean? Like, my dad died at 33. My whole family had had uh, drug addictions and alcohol addictions. You understand what I'm saying? So boxing, say, when when I got my leg together, I, I it was hard for me to sit down on my left hand. I'm, I'm really naturally a right-hander. So I, I was fighting left-handed but in the amateurs i had a lot of stoppages by going to the body so listen to this so it made me develop a style that was i had i how can i run i i have no legs like i literally got no legs to run around the ring acting crazy no i had to do my thing you if you ever see me box i'm right in front of you but i'm not in front of you you know what i'm saying i'm taking little angles and putting things I'm getting myself in position because I believe, well, I know. I don't have to believe. I know positioning will be power and speed every day, all day. If you're in a position where you can't hit me, you're booked, you know? You were, uh, you finished with 49 wins, 49-1-1. One, and one. Um, But the story of this book, the theme of this book seems to be a man that spends his life battling demons, specifically alcohol, drugs. Um, when did that become a problem for you? Drugs didn't come into my life till I was 28, but alcohol was in my life since I was like seven years old. I was drinking when I was seven years old. My, but I always drank. I always drank. It was always a problem. You know what was, you know, the thing about that is, check this out. So when I first, when I would, when I first turned pro, I was making $50 a round. You, you understand? So, I, I really didn't have no, enough time. To, I had to get back in the gym to get the fights. I was fighting once a month, sometimes twice a month. So my binges, I always had binge. I, I couldn't wait to fight so I can fight. I, to fight just to go drink. Fight just to, you, you understand what I'm saying? But now when I won the title, I had I had money. Now my bin, you can't get on HBO every, every month. You understand what I'm saying? Now the binges are, are becoming more binges and it is more boxing and it caught up to me mm. heavy when you think back of those days as far as low points for you go what, what would you identify as a low point my low point was after when i come home from prison and i and i i i just got i i I didn't get the, I didn't get no boxing fights, no real fights. You know what I mean? No real fights that, that I even like cared about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, mm -hmm. like, and it just it. And then they and then they told me I was gonna fight Floyd. I was in there. That was the lowest point of my life, right there, because I had to get then 
Then I, I went to, a, I had to be in a, I was in a squat house. That's even, that was after I had the, this is after. So I, I went from having, never having no money to having money. And then back to not having no money. You got to remember, I mean, I love Mike. He did a great job of my career. But listen, when I'm going to keep, listen, from 1990, when I got out of prison in 96, until I met Roy Jones, I never made $1. I didn't make no money. I didn't make everything was pay, I don't know what would happen. They might pay for my kids. My managers are great people, but I had they they had they I I cost them money because of my my demons. Well, no, we can't have you training here. You got to move, but go to uh, Gary. You have to get, go to Gary, Indiana. You got to go to Las Vegas. You got to go to out here with Jesse. You got to. So basically, I'm paying for me to where I'm staying at off my fight. I ain't making no money when they when that Floyd fight never because when, I was supposed to fight Floyd when he fought Victor Ortiz. That's what they told me. Who knows? It probably wasn't true. Who knows what? How you know how boxing is? You know how people are too. This is boxing. You, so not everybody's word is 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 what it is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, man, it was it was it was it was a it was definitely a rough time. You know what though? It's what I liked about I tell my my girl the, a, a rough time, but I lived it. You know what I mean? It's hard to make anything rough for me right now. You know what I mean? Let me I'm gonna just give you for an example. I got into the trouble with the law. And this is a, like probably seven, eight years ago. Me and my brother got my, my brother passed away. We got into a job. Man, they I was on a porch. They beat me for three hours straight. They tased me seven times, seven cops. I had seven aggravated assaults on the cops and I'm handcuffed. But reason why I told you that is because my endor to to take to take it. I can take it, <laughs> you know what I mean? I can take it, you know what I'm saying? And I, I know that I would never have been able to endorse something, stuff like that, if I wouldn't never had to live the way I was living at the time. And you know what? I don't blame that on nobody. I'll tell you right now, I blame that all on myself. That's all my stuff. Nah, man, you can't do, you have to be a man enough. Listen, I, I, I told my manager, I said, Listen, I love Mike, but I have to leave him. I'm, I have to leave him. I have to. I can't. I can't listen to no more lies no more. I'm not fighting nobody. I'm. I'm. I'm going. I'm going from the one of the most active fighters to not no action. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I had to. I had to leave Mike, and I went with Roy. Everything Roy Jones said he would do for me, he did it to the T. Every I didn't come through because of because of my dumb stuff. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't because of no one but me. You know what I mean? So let, let me ask you this, because there again, there were a couple of or a few eye-catching moments in the book where I kind of sat back and was like, wow. Um, one of those moments was the night that you accidentally shot Nadine, who is your wife. When you think back on that moment, what do you think about how did it all unfold and how did you get past it to the point where you two are back together? Well, she knows me. She knows who I am. Like I was blacked out, bro. I, I wouldn't touch. I, I, went, I, I don't, I don't fight nobody. I don't hurt nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm not drinking, it's like Jekyll and Hyde, you know? And she understood that. She understood that. 
You know what I mean? Not too many people would be able to understand something like that. But think about that. You know, and it, it makes me, it makes me, I'm just, because I, 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 I let I let her down. I hurt her. But not only that, I let a lot of people down in my life. I let, I let man, I'm, bro, I, I let my whole city down. You know what I'm saying? Like I was bringing in a lot of people that was coming to them fights. You know, I let my family down, my brother, my nephews, you know what I mean? Like, that shit was crazy. Like, it it was something that was different, man. It was just crazy. You know, obviously, when you look back on your career, I'm sure there are a lot of things you would have done differently, most notably um, the, the drinking and, and drug use. But from a boxing perspective, what, what would you have done differently if you could go back and do it again? See, back in the day, we was never, like, I'm a, I, I wouldn't look. The man, the man, like when I fought, when I fought um, Cardona and they're talking about me fighting God or he can fight God, he can fight man, Freddie. This is 99. When I would put him in there with Stevie Johnson. Then why didn't you? Then why didn't I fight them guys? You tell me why. It wasn't because I, I, I didn't want to fight them. It wasn't, there was no, I didn't want to, but that was the dream of, if you're, once you win the title, you want to be the best champion. Finally got a chance to unify with uh, Leonard Dorn. That took how many years? You know what I'm saying? I, I get kind of, you see how mad I get when I think about that. And then we had a draw, and then we had a draw, which I really don't think it was a draw. I think I won the fight. That's just me. I think I knocked him down in the fourth round. That's just me. But on top of that, though, when I went, he he we had a uh, agreement we had a rematch coming and the rematch was going to be at a neutral site i didn't care i knew i was going to stop him with body shots i told my brother i said he can't take it to the body. this guy can't and i was killing him to the body he was making different noises man he he i'm at boxing camp he retires that night i go that happens to me that day that night like the net the night you know what I mean? Boom. I went drinking. I went to the county jail for drinking. I didn't. I, I, I got I got right out because I didn't do nothing wrong. I went right to the bar drinking, kept drinking and blacked out. And that happened. And it was and then, bro, when I woke up in that county jail whoo, and I'm all over the note, all over every five. You got to remember every five seconds they're putting you. I'm like, when I start drinking, I'm, I'm, I go there. You know what I mean? I mean, torture. I'm a torture. You know, I'm just being honest with you. So they, they're coming up to the cell. It ain't looking like she's going to make it, champ. So it was a, it was, it was in, you, I mean, there's not, words can't even explain how serious it was. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of kind of critical points of your boxing career. You mentioned the Leonard Doran fight where that was a draw. Uh, there was, as you said, plans for a rematch. That rematch never happened. You move up to 140, and things were really never the same after that. What, what would have happened, do you think, with your career if there had been a rematch with Leonard Doran, and why wasn't there ultimately a rematch of that fight? Well, he retired at camp. You could Google that. Leonard Doran retired at camp, came out of retirement and fought Arturo Gotti. Got knocked out with a body shot. What would have happened if that would have never happened that night? I would have, I would have went on and beat Leonard Dorn. I'd have had Mayweather's uh, his HBO deal was already up, so I would have had two, two. I'd have had, I'd have been the WBA champion and the IBF champion. 
And me and maybe I, I, I think that we would have been able to unify the belt. Either I win or I lose, but at least I fought Floyd Mayweather. Like that's like the best, the best fighter ever. It's like a dream thing to do. If you're a real fighter, you want to fight the best people. You know what I'm saying? But it didn't work out like that. But it's all good because you know what? It's gonna work out eventually. Because bo in, in boxing, it don't lie. If you know what you're doing in boxing, I don't care what it is. If you, I, I, I'm not a boxer no more. I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't fight no more. Sometimes I spar, but, I'm, but I shouldn't do that either. I'm just being, <laughs> being serious. But, but listen, but I, I'm a trainer. So I'm, I like it too being a four. I'm a four-round trainer. That's what I call myself because I got to prove, prove to everybody what, 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 what I can do. You know, just like every trainer has to prove their way before they make it. You just don't get like, here's a gift. Here's a gift. Here, here's a gift. Not everybody gets gifts like that. You know what I'm saying? And I, me personally, I prefer starting them from the beginning to up because if you have a bad habit, guess what? That's all me because you should never have no bad habits when my eyes are on you. Cause look, bad habits are hard to break. You know what I'm saying? Explain your history with Floyd Mayweather. That, that's a big part of this book as well. He's so he's woven in. He's well. He's woven in a few times during this book. I mean, you guys were both amateurs right around the same time. You turned yeah. pro right around the same time, and there is this infamous story of you and Floyd sparring, where you apparently got the better of him. Explain kind of the history between you two. Floyd always was a great fighter. Like, I remember Floyd in the amateurs. He was a, like, unbelievable fighter. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, it, but it was just sparring. So just, we, we, I was in the gym. I was fighting. I was training, getting ready to fight. I'm talking 10 days before a fight. And he coming. I was sparring with all Mr. Mayweather's uh, fighters. And I was doing well against them. So I guess he got kind of like, I got somebody for you. And he brought his son in. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I just came to the gym to spar. I didn't know who, who I was. I, didn't, I would spar, you know what I mean? And we we sparred, and, I, and, and and whoever did put it on the YouTube and all that, I, I believe, me personally, I believe that's why I never got in a fight. I believe that's why I probably never get no kind of exhibition with, with him or anything like that, because that's just my my opinion on about that. You know what I mean? And I look at it like it's a sparring match. For anybody to think of me, as like oh well he he he, sport, he he got he got the best out of Mayweather. Eh, look check this out. I can fight for real. I'm a boxer. I'm I'm a boxer. I'm not a I'm a boxer. Like I'm a hit, not get hit. I can I can I know how to fight. I know how to use the whole clock. I know how to do. I know how to work. But I know how to do boxing. I know the road work. I I mean you know what I'm saying that I don't know too much. But guess what though? I don't know at all. You learn something every day. Especially when you're you're doing this because you learn off of different individuals instead of always focusing on yourself. You when you're training people, you gotta you're responsible for them. And some people some people don't get it the 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 way everyone gets it. But once they get it their way, you just gotta find a way to make it right. You know what I'm saying? I like doing what I'm doing right now. I'm excited as hell, especially about my YouTube channel coming up. Where where I can where I, where I do what I do, and I I think I just think that I I just think I'm gonna be able to help boxers. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't I'm worried about, about helping anybody else. I can't tell you. I, 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 listen, 
all that I can. I mean, I'll help you take your groceries to your car, or if you need some concrete, I'll pick it up and shit like that. Pour some trees down and some shit like that. But but I'll be able to help boxers. I mean, so help yeah, them. let me ask you: this. in in 2010 and into 2011, you were back. You were having some success, as you mentioned. There was talk of a fight between you and Floyd Mayweather. Ultimately, Floyd chooses to fight Victor Ortiz. What did not getting that fight do to you? Oh, I was glad. I, well, I, I was dead. Two days later, I was dead. OD. Two two days later, and I and I and I never and I I didn't even I never was like that with them that drove with the heroin. I I I specifically left the house, went and copped and died. That's what that did. And it was terrible. That when I, when I came up, when I woke up, and my manager, I, it was just terrible, and it was just bad. I mean, it was the whole, everything was bad because my manager didn't want me to leave Mike, and I would I refused to go. I would I, ref, I what, what am I going to do? Keep not getting fights. Keep dying. No, no, I wasn't doing that. So I had to go do. I had to get do a whole new thing. And at the time, I had no money. I had to go do kick do, be at a squad house, and then. Once my friend Mark Mackey seen how I was living, and he was like, he was like, Paul, man, you don't need to do this to yourself. Once you go to rehab, he said, I can. I was like, well, I can go to rehab because this is we're in December, motherfucker, and it's and, and there ain't no heat in this house, and I I ain't got no water in this house. So yeah, rehab sounds really nice right now. I'm going ASAP. I'm in Miami. I go to a nice, beautiful ass rehab. It was so crazy, and I went there, and then, and then Tommy hooked 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 me up with Roy, and Roy come down, and. You know what I'm saying? And the and the craziest part about what I'm about to tell you, you might not believe it or not, but I'm telling you it's a fact. That Southpaw movie, that was that was my I was in the I was they flew me out from the rehab at the time. The that rehab was called tr Transitions. They the Lee was was into making movies, and I had, I sat and told everybody my story and this and that, and they kept me there for a year and a half. They they put they my boxing gym. They made a boxing gym like that. That boxing gym right there cost me twenty grand. That boxing gym. They made a boxing gym in their rehab for me to be there. Buddy McGirt was coming up and training me, and I and as I felt like you know what I mean. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm not even knowing. But you can't. I'm not gonna be a boxer at a rehab. You can't be training at the living at the rehab and then try to go. You know what I'm saying? It just. Roy wanted me to go be with Tommy, and that's what I did. But that they made that they made a movie. They made a fucking movie. That's real shit. That's I, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's like nuts. Like if you look at the the weddings coming up before the movie, that's the same steps that I ran up when I'm and when they did that little inspirational uh, inspirational video. video. Uh, and I was uh, I couldn't believe that on that note. I couldn't believe it. I just didn't know there was well. Didn't know there was people that are le that uh, calculated. Yeah. Your last fight in 2014, you won. You beat Hector Velasquez in an eight-round decision. How did you know that you were done? I was done. I, I was done. I, every, when I was getting, I was getting, even, even in the, get, when, you know how you know you're done? This is what PK taught me. When you get hit with shots, you've never been hurt with them type of shots. Now you're getting hit with anything and you're getting hurt. Mm -hmm. It's over. You're not, now, Purnell, like Purnell, Purnell used to tell me, 
You don't want to be chasing. I don't want it. What am I chasing what? And listen to this. Even after that fight, I went out to Las Vegas. I went with um, Kenny Porter and them. I thought I was going to get a chance to fight Adrian Broner. Of course, you would want to do that. Who would not want to do that at the time? A and for real, AB is one of my favorite fighters. And at the time, he was a beast, like a real beast. And of course, you wouldn't want to end your life like with that. Me personally, that's my my me, my who I am. So I went out to Las Vegas. I was with him for six months, and Kenny was like, "No." Nah. You're done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you're getting hit, when you, I wasn't even allowed to Sean, spar Sean. Sean wasn't even allowed to spar me. You know what I mean? Just working on his defense. You know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it real. You know what I mean? I'm not embarrassed about that. I'm 40 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was 40 years old. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, to say that I was 40, so if I'm saying I'm 40, I'm probably 80 with the life mm-hmm. I live. I'm, I'm 80. I'm instead of 40, I'm 80. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This book, it wraps really last year. You know, it goes all the way into 2023, writing about your life and where you're at health-wise. And as recently as early 2023, you were still having some issues yes. with, with alcohol. Yes. Um, it, in the book, it says you've had a handle on that since this past summer. Yes. Is that still true? And how confident are you that you do have control of these demons? Well, I'm 100% confident, but I'm here's how confident. It's one day at a time. It ain't no, and like I'm, you know, it's just one day at a time. And, and my schedule, the way that I, my girl puts my schedule together, it, it makes it. And I'm already healthy. I feel great. So it's 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 it it starts to look. It'll it'll always be there. I don't, but it's 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 back. It's it's almost like I was telling my girl. That shit's almost it was like a phase. Like, damn, that was a long ass phase. That this never stopped destroying my life. It, I never been in no, I have never been in no trouble if I wasn't drinking. Now, I'm talking about never. I never been arrested. None of that stuff. None of that. No fist fights. None of that stuff. If I was drinking, I'm ten times. I'm in trouble. Like pretty, pretty, pretty fucking fast. Like, if I go drinking, I'm probably going to be in trouble t- tonight. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, and it was just like, you know, it, 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 every, everything, everything, every, how, do you, how do you say it? Like I, everything, everything, um, everything got to come to an end when, it's, when, 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 when you're living that type of lifestyle or you will come to an end, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. My dad passed away. He was 33 years old. I'm 48. Uh, before I let you go, the, the great what if of Paul Spadafora and Floyd Mayweather. Uh, at your best and Floyd at his best, what happens in a fight like that? I, I mean, we, I, we, you, all, here's the only thing you can listen to. I'm going to tell you. This probably just check us out. If, he, if his perspective was what it was, when he seen me and told me I'm gonna run right through you, then I then if he, that would not happen, like he he would lose probably seven eight rounds, and then he didn't get he's smart enough to understand that boy this ain't working with this, so he'd have to it would, it, 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 it it'd be a good I, I mean I'm confident when my, when I'm at my best when I was at my best I don't, how do I how I can't see too many people beating me like that. 
Mm. I just don't. Especially, but listen, now hear me out. If Floyd's boxing the way Floyd boxes, like the boxing Floyd, the guy who moves and boxes, that's a problem for me. <laughs> who am I? Who am I to? Who am I going to lie? Who you can't lie. That's Floyd Mayweather. He's the great best ever. You know what I mean? I'm not a jerk off, dude. I'm a real person. I'm not a jerk off. Come on. Well, Paul, it's a a gripping book from start to finish. It's called Fighting Till the End. Available on Amazon and in bookstores. I appreciate your time, Paul, and good luck with, with everything moving forward. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's it for this week's episode. My thanks to Paul Spatafora for joining the show. As always, subscribe, rate, review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you download podcasts. And I will see you later in the week. Mannix, I'm a man on the run and I'm not doing your fucking podcast. We're not doing it, bro. I'm a man on the run. On the run. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.